Hey folks, really good podcast on here with Richie Hurley. Um, obviously we're both over here in Vancouver, so I thought it would be great to get Richie on to speak about mental health. This was Richie's first time ever speaking about mental health, so that in its own right is a great success for me. Uh, we have a really good, light-hearted conversation, but touch on some um, deep things. Uh, Richie speaks about like the community in Dunmore East, the GAA, um, his education, just different paths in life and how he's getting on and just general different things and just his advice to anyone who is struggling with mental health and stuff like that. So um, really good podcast, really enjoyed it. Um, I got a lot from it, to be honest. Um, I hope Richie did too, but I hope also any of you listeners take something from it too. Um, yeah, enjoy Okay, so today on Difficult Conversations Made Simple, we have Richard Harley, whom I will jump across a variety of topics that I feel we can really benefit from talking to Richie about, including school, having dyslexia, bereavement, and village life in rural Ireland. Richie, thanks for coming on. Could you just tell the listeners who may not know you a little about yourself and why you agreed to come on to this podcast? No problem at all. Um, Jesus, thanks for asking me to come on as well. Delighted to get on here as well. Just kind of about myself, really, moved to Canada about 10, 10 months ago uh, from a local small fishing village. See, the population is no more than about 800 people, mm-hmm. 26 years of age, and kind of coming on to something like this, it's just basically to kind of create awareness, like, and kind of about mental health and stuff like that. Like, I just, there's not a much, there's not a lot of people talking about and stuff like that, especially with men and stuff like that. It's just basically get everybody kind of step by step talking about it and stuff like that and like I know myself like I kind of hold a lot of stuff in and stuff like that it's just kind of step step by step but get out of our comfort zone and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 100% so like like you said there just really not enough being done about it and talking is one one thing that always comes up I'm just going to delve right in here Richie with yourself um, what do you make of stigmas among men such as real men don't cry it's a uh, yeah it's funny kind of it's a bad stigma to have, especially around mental health mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, it's kind of, you no, know, you're like, real men don't, don't cry. So it's like, oh, look at this hard man. Like, if you see, say if you saw me crying down the hallway, like, oh, look, he's soft and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But he could, like, he can be crying for, like, depression and mental health issues. Like, it's, especially in the Irish culture, like, just looking up stuff online before I came, out, come over to you, it was like, um, like a lot of, especially in Irish men, they're kind of been growing up to, like, uh, how would you say not to show emotion and stuff like that mm-hmm. to kind of ignore it and like sweep it underneath the carpet and stuff Conditioned. like that Condi- yeah like even like you know like Canadians over here like I've a lot learned like they're a lot lot more open yeah you, yeah, you need yeah, like for yeah. a two minute conversation and you have their whole life story like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my father did this and your mother did yeah, this yeah, but it's yeah. just kind of we kind of have to get away from that real men don't cry kind of stigma just mm-hmm. open up a small bit and kind of don't be ashamed to say Jesus I have a like a problem like a small problem like just yeah yeah baby steps just get people like talking about it and get people aware of it that's really like like this is what i think this is great about this podcast like and stuff like that it's just kind of getting like say like like fellas like myself say lads are down previously like, just getting talking about mm-hmm. it and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and showing like it's like just get your 
Oh, you know, how do you say emotions out there? Emotions out there, yeah. yeah. No, hundred um, percent. And like we we carry this burden as men, like just to be like, oh, I can't really cry. Like I know even if I'm watching a movie or something silly <laughs> like that, I mean a sensitive scene in it or something like. I'd be like, oh god, <laughs> just just think of football or something, you know, I'm not crying at this, like you know, and I'd even be like that now, like I'm not gonna lie, like I I hate But I just think like if you did come across a fellow who was crying or down, like I think you'd be very unlucky to come across a friend or a family relative who sees you and says, "Jeez, cop on, would you?" Like I, I think he, he kinda, I, it's kind of hard to say though, because you'd be like that's what I think in the Irish culture is like. You could get fathers and stuff like that could be like that and mm. growing up was hard but then especially with our generation i think we're going to get more open and stuff like yeah, that so yeah. i think it's nearly easier in a sense to come to a friend than it is to come to somebody older than you no that's, like, that's say, the older generation yeah 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 and generational it is because i think with hurling and stuff like that deeply ingrained in irish culture i think the the real man's man kind of developed from those days and are still around but I, I do think among like our generation it's gotten a lot better and uh, Richie I remember speaking to you a while back and you were saying about how some teachers were, weren't really supportive and I, I definitely agree with you on that I, I felt the same how, how was secondary school for you? Uh, well to be honest like there was there is good and bad like I had some great teachers in school and stuff mm-hmm. like that but to be honest I I hated school, like to be honest. Like I liked being with my friends and having the crack and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Like, yeah. But I just found with some teachers, you know, like being dyslexic and stuff like that now, and saying I was wasn't a saint or saint in class and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like oh, I felt like you're kind of an inconvenience in some way, mm-hmm. kind of to teachers. Like I know like say when I was coming to my leaving start I wanted to do like a higher subject. I was in like pass and I wanted to get into higher like a higher subject. But the teacher was like, No, no, sorry, the class is full, like you can't get into the class I knew the class was like I could have awesome got into stuff yeah. yeah and then with stuff like say I had other teachers like they just throw me in the corner like and they just ignore me leave me to the side and stuff mm-hmm. like that but like I'm saying again it wasn't a saint I know like yeah 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 but see you know like with being dyslexic and stuff like that it's hard for say me to sit in the classroom like for 40 minutes and just read a book and stuff like that like I have zero interest like when I went to more say practical subjects, say like home economics mm-hmm. and stuff like that, loved it, loved it. Now you're doing stuff with your hands. Mm-hmm. That's the way I felt. Yeah, I learned, yeah. like, especially like with dyslexia and stuff like that. Like my reading, and spelling, and stuff like wouldn't be, wouldn't be good at all. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, I'd be there like, oh, I kind of would you sick of it? Would you say like that sort of like neglect almost like putting Richie in the corner and. I know I was a victim of that myself. No, we definitely weren't. Would you say like that affected your confidence or your self-esteem or uh, different ways? Kind of, it did. I would knock my confidence. Say like in an educational way, like reading in class. Like when I knew I was coming next to be like say reading or a paragraph. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I, oh, I hate it. anxiety and stuff like that. Bit looking like yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, I know I'm gonna mess up like. <laughs> But like even, say outside of school and stuff, yeah, we were confidence be kind of not because like, even with like say in a big group or something like that, like I'd kind of always have to kind of stay back and like think what I'm going to say and stuff like really? that, and like oh, I'd feel like oh I'm going to say something stupid yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Maybe it's not to do with sexy or anything like that. Just the way I kind of felt in a sense that. Did you feel like you hold yourself back then? Yeah, hold just yourself back. Even developed like, from school or just the way you are or just. Bit of both. Bit of bit of. 
See, I kind of, I always kind of take the positive side out of it, like, especially in school, like, I always had the crack and I enjoyed school, like, but just yeah. not from an education sense. But um, even now, looking, say, I'm going into, say, in the job market, like, especially over here now in Canada, like, I'd be kind of a bit reluctant in some jobs because, like, I'd feel my dyslexia would help me back because my spelling and stuff wouldn't mm-hmm. be good, like, good enough, like, to get into, like, a business, like, an office job and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'd always be, like, hesitant, like, say, I gave up a report, like, there could be spelling mistakes and stuff like that, and, like, it would kind of look negative, negative effect on me and kind of stuff like that. It would make me look bad, kind of, if you get me, like, yeah, I feel, I'd feel well, stupid. Well, you feel like, like that's how you'd be received, yeah. but obviously, yeah, you've done so well, you've gone on to do a master, so despite the... The negativity yeah. <laughs> you've you've done on to go do quite well. How how did you overcome this negativity it's, from secondary school to progress into to having a, a master's in marketing? Yeah, it's kind of it's funny, like, cause, cause being in secondary school, like, I teachers tell me like he needs to do like in parent teacher meetings, like, like he needs to drop down to pass and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like stuff like that kind of drove me on yeah. like, through school because I always felt like getting like my degree and just kind of sh- in a nice yeah, way yeah, yeah. showing it to the teacher and be like hey what do you think now yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. well it wasn't in a nice way in my head but no like, no no no, 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 no say it was. kind of like to prove to the prove to that to like the education system and stuff like that like that it can be done stuff and then also obviously to prove to myself as well yeah yeah just yeah, like yeah. you have learned difficulty and stuff like that like but it's like kind of like just to show not saying show to other people like but like don't be hesitant like you it's, it can be done like it's mm-hmm. just a bit of hard work and stuff like that and it kind of you know what it kind of motivated me to carry on like really yeah i could yeah even now stuff like that i look back and i'm like geez look they told you like you aren't good enough and you kind of like yeah, oh, yeah drive me on like a bit of hunger in the belly kind of like yeah. I, I'm definitely a recipient of a lot of the negativity you received in school, and I'll also say that I, I certainly wasn't an angel, but it did kind of like I'd love to show like what I have like educational wise now to some of those teachers, like because uh, what they say to you at such a young age, like it, it could like depending on the person, like luckily enough we were strong enough to yeah. overcome it, but if that was another person maybe those words to a, a teenager could cripple them for the rest of their life oh, and, and cripple them confidence wise and, and not achieve anything be like well they said I'm stupid so I must be stupid yeah, yeah. and then you, you kind of some friends could look at you like they're doing better in school and be like oh, you're not doing like you're failing and like oh, you kind of like oh they all look I must be stupid now I'm failing mm-hmm. exams look at him he's doing great in school and stuff like that Like, and then oh, I was kind of lucky at home as well like I was always kind of kind of pushed and stuff like that to do stuff but like some people mightn't have that at home and stuff like that to get pushed and then they're kind of caught going into school and they're like oh this negative impact like yeah, yeah negatively yeah. around like not doing well and then they go home and then they're like their parents are getting on to it it's just all combines like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not going to good fit no and uh, interesting thing you said earlier was about like anxiety about being put on the spot to yeah. even read or answer a question like that that can stick with people for for their lives yeah, like i remember speaking to one person they had to like do some instrument in music and they said like their fingers would be trembling at the top of their class and the teacher would notice but nonetheless put them on the spot like yeah so it's, it's interesting to see what impact secondary school can can condition someone to but even what, oh sorry even like even when i was in college like it was gas i was doing my final year in college like a master's and still uh one of the lecturers said to me that the dyslexia is, a, is only an excuse like it's only made up and stuff like that really? so it's not just in secondary school like 
it was fine in college and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's, it's a completely different situation but like still some teachers like still be like oh it's just made up and stuff like that and stuff like that I know myself you have to work on it and like and read more and stuff like that but just still there's a bit of a stigma attached to it as well kind of yeah 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 which is very unfair and anyone like who doesn't really appreciate the science of dyslexia like like would would have a an ignorant comment like that what infrastructure would you like to see in the education system in Ireland to help students uh, who may be struggling with their self-esteem because they have dyslexia or secondary school just didn't suit their style of learning in general um, so like it, this is what this is why I loved college like when I got on with college because there is a really good infrastructure in there like even I went to CIT and so what they had in place was they had like a, a proper like learning centre so it was like it was a quiet room there was like computers and stuff and that and there was like an SNA teacher in there like to help you if you ever had a problem and stuff like that like mm-hmm. they'd read your project before you handed it up and stuff like that and all the computers like had like um, so they had what was it so they did a software I think it's called Grammar uh, not too sure what it is but it was like like knowing Microsoft Word had like a special, yeah, yeah. but this had like had grammar and stuff like that. So all computers had that. So it would highlight like say, like because I'd be very bad, I'd miss a word, but they'd highlight like this is what the sentence should be and stuff like that. Right. They're really good like mm. infrastructure like that stuff like that, which what I found like in secondary school, there is it to a small bit. I know like colleges have more money and stuff like that. The secondary mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. But um, if you were seen to use a tool like that in secondary school, like they'd be like, "Oh, geez, it must be in the tick class." See, and that's another thing as well. There's really bad stigma around the tick class and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, as yeah. well. Like the fact that we acknowledge it as the tick class, but yeah. like some of those people in that air quotes tick class yeah. have gone on to open their own business and and done really well post secondary school. Like this is this thing that school doesn't school doesn't suit people. Some people. Uh, yeah, once you get out of that kind of rut in secondary school, it can you can just stray forward. Uh, like, uh, Richie, just moving on from from education because I think the two of us could be there all day talking know, about yeah, education. I'm out of there now, so I don't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Could be more. Uh, you come from a remote village in Waterford called Dunmore East, um, a village that thrives in the summer but um, returns to normality definitely every every September. What is it like to live in a village like this as a kid and, and now even as an adult? Like, as a kid now, I couldn't fault it. Really? Best, oh, best place. Like, I wouldn't grow up anywhere else. Because like, basically, from the time you go to school uh, till the time you leave secondary school, you grow up with all your friends and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Play sport and do everything with them. Yeah. Like. Um, other than, like, yeah, it's come... Summer's great. Summer's great. There's booming and stuff like that. But then... Being a local person, then you have you feel like your town is getting kind of taken over. Like if people yeah, coming yeah, over yeah, from yeah. Dublin and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. kind of you feel like you're kind of getting pushed to the side. Like, and then some people do love come September. They love like they feel like oh we have our village back. Like yeah, you know, yeah, getting rid of Ruby Walsh and Ray Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of gone. Like you have your village back on it. But then you're saying like about drinking culture. Well, do you know what one thing I found like say sport like. Uh, say you come 18 you can see how many people leave sport just to kind of go drinking and really? stuff like that like um because they just give it up and they rather have obviously good times everybody has different life life situations and stuff mm-hmm. like that but um yeah with a small village see the thing is when they come that september i suppose businesses do close down like there's no real opportunity for young people there like you kind of you have to leave if you want to do something kind of like 
yeah. say like the fishing industry that's kind of gone slow down like the hotels get quiet people are only working part time and stuff mm. like this and this is when like your loneliness and your feel isolated and stuff like this and your depression sure what are people going to do when you go to mm. the pub and stuff mm. like that and that's when your drinking culture and stuff come into it yeah I, I know you're not living there now but how how has COVID impacted things like it's a big fishing village as you said like are, are they still able to fish and stuff like that uh, I, I think there was a problem they could still fish but I think there was was I talking to, I was talking to a few lads and they were saying they couldn't land the fish or something like that for a time being with all the restrictions and stuff like that so okay. I think some people went off and tried to sell it themselves and stuff like that which is uh, very good and because uh, a lot of the fish and stuff be exported and stuff like that so all mm-hmm. then transport links were all closed because COVID so they basically couldn't go out to sea and stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, like see like there's no there's, yeah there's no real opportunity there and I was kind of lucky I was kind of brought, gone off to college and stuff like that like and I kind of got out there and I kind of saw like, you know, like not St. Cork's a big ci- big city like but you kind of saw yeah, yeah. people kind of get small, stuck in that small mind small town like kind of mentality yeah, like yeah. that's the, like that's this is what it is like that's all that is here mm-hmm. like, some people mm-hmm. love it some people the way people live and stuff like that yeah it's just various person various person, person kind of. like obviously they have uh, golf here and the football team there um, what what has helped you like throughout your time in Dunmore East? Obviously, you loved it as a kid, and, and I I say I would have too, or anyone would have. But in your latter years, like eighteen on, like did you keep playing uh, GAA or yeah. soccer? Oh, that's the thing. Every day I think about just going back and playing it. But uh, really, like, I, I, you crave it going back and play. That's the one thing I'd miss big time now. Big time, it's just there's just something about it. I don't mm-hmm. know, it's hard to explain. <laughs> but um, you know, I have it over here, but. It's, it's different you're not playing yes. with your friends and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. but um yeah sports sport is a very big thing that kind of that kind of helped me and, and stuff like that because like, i was always kind of kept busy and stuff like that i didn't have time to like hang around the village and kind of get up to no good like nearly but uh like you're f- like my, i was lucky like very lucky my parents and stuff like that like my mother probably rubbed it into my face if she hears me saying this but like <laughs> they were always kind of gave me opportunities and stuff like that when i was growing up like so f- like there wasn't ever a sport that she wouldn't bring me to or I wouldn't want to try or stuff like really? that like she'd f- kind of f- like try it all try it all like even if I didn't want to do something like looking back now like I'd be like oh thankfully she did it for me but when I was growing up like it was kind of like what are you doing man go away from me kind of like I don't want to do it like but um, looking back of, now looking back thankfully now like I'm very lucky how how big is the GAA community in, in Dunmore like if Gualtier got a good run in the GAA like Oh gee, the place was shut down. Really? The place was shut down. Uh, I remember we won the first time with Passage there in 2013, and it was just the first time they ever won it. And Jesus Christ, but it was like, it was like <laughs> the World Cup or something. But it was just unbelievable. No, you no, can't, can't get better. Like. That's, that's the beauty of the GAA. Like the, one of the best aspects of it that often gets over. So that like it can bring these rural towns together. Like in some, like I'd say if you got a good run in the Ireland, like or the football, like the whole village was just shut down and post offices, pubs, oh. restaurants, everything. Everyone's going to the match, which is great. You can see like people are like get the community really gets together. Like they put like the flags and stuff across mm-hmm. the posts and stuff like There's that. There's a buzz around the community when when runs like that happen. It, li- oh, it lifts it up. Like I know like there was say when we went around time we won it in 2013. Like there was problems and stuff in the village. There was a series of deaths, and like it kind of took the mind off say people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And giving an uplift mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It just shows how. 
even with stuff that goes on now, like the sport can play a big role. Like the local club, like it does so much. For people on they don't get enough like thanks for like like people that are, like they give up their life for the GA and stuff like that, like and keep it going for young fellas. But like, uh, it's such a big impact on, it's an on impact everyone on people, in the community. Like, like you could literally you could have all the problems in the world outside of the GA field. Once you're in the GA field, that all goes. You're running around. You come back out of that feeling. You're a different person. You're happy mm-hmm. out. Like. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, just uh, uh, the more sensitive topic now, you just touched on some debts and how the GAA helped you get over that. But just going back to debts, I remember you speaking to me recently about um, loss of a close friend, and I remember working in Dunmore East when, when that happened. Um, how, how was this for you? How have you coped with it since? What coping mechanisms did you pull, up, pull upon or rely on during this time? Uh, like... You know, you have the old cliches like, oh, live life to the last and kind of take every day as it comes. Mm-hmm. Like, But like stuff like that kind of really does highlight that. You're like, Rectify that saying. Rectifies that saying. Like, we only live for so long and mm-hmm. so short. Like, and kind of drive you on a small bit to make, like, look, take advantage of your opportunities. Like, go out and see the world. Go out and enjoy your mm-hmm. life, like, and stuff like that. But like say for me like this would be the first time I'd ever talk about mental health and stuff like that yeah, like, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd, like, I know myself like it bottled up like that and you'd speak yeah, to the yeah, car yeah, and stuff yeah. like that especially like the debt like that like you just you wouldn't be kind of you have the hard man like mentality yeah, yeah, like yeah. you wouldn't really go around oh, like, crying and stuff like that but like you'd see the good thing of growing in a small village like that like everybody's so close and stuff like that mm. so you could say you could, you could talk to people and stuff about it but you I know from a man's point of view, like for myself, like you wouldn't really get an in-depth and saying, oh, look, oh, kind of showing your emotion, if you get me, like you wouldn't be kind of crying. And Is that like culture that. among your friends to, to be Do open? you know what? Is some people, like, some people de- deal with it completely different. Like a lot of people could turn to drugs, to drink and stuff like really? that. And then I have friends that have turned their life completely around, like complete inspiration, like and stuff they're doing now is unbelievable you wouldn't think five years ago they would be that person like did you bottle it up like i know if that probably happened to me now despite me doing the podcast like my tendency would be to probably try bottle it up and just put on a brave face like what approach did you use that's it just on like it's laughter and smiling and stuff like that like it's so easy to do that but Mm -hmm. like deep down you can be a mask a mask yeah that's it what did they say the saddest people are the hap- are the smiliest people or something mm-hmm. like that. It's all good quote down the line. But it's like you would bottle it up, like you'd sweep it on you'd ignore it. You'd mm-hmm. kinda of ignore that kind of feeling and be like, oh, look look it's, it's better I don't say it, like kinda of, I don't wanna bring I don't wanna be seen as looking for attention and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like it's a bad thing because like oh, how would you say kinda of, everybody has some kind of problem like and it's not until you start talking about and stuff like that you kind of you kind of realise that everybody's dealing with a difficult situation mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that and well, it makes it like I'll use the word easier but maybe not per se that like you know maybe that the person next to you is also feeling the same and also has the same worries and concern like I think just speaking you might not get an answer with mental health like there's no i think there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to mental health but just talking something can trigger along the way or worst case scenario you find out that someone else feels the same and you're both in it together and i think that that's the big thing about it that you're not alone during these moments and like we don't just try soldier on and just put on a brave face because if you just talk about it you just feel so much better oh i understand that's like 
just the same feeling you get from coming out for like out of training and stuff like that of a match like you just feel that relief mm-hmm. is just gone uh, just talking to you recently um, you were really interested in, in getting involved with this podcast and, and you wanted to, to take part I know obviously you said this is your first time like actually openly talking about mental health and like I really appreciate anyone who, who is open to talking about it obviously you've been through a lot and uh, from from being maybe an introvert with mental health uh, i see like i'm saying like correct me if i'm wrong but i, I see like a lot of growth and, and you've grown like obviously mentally and academically and professionally what advice would you have for anyone who who may be struggling mentally and wants to talk about it but they may not have the tools within themselves to do so uh yeah like it's kind of like over here recently now say like I had a bad accident there so I've had to lose my job and stuff like that and it's kind of I was kind of like I've not like you've nothing to get up for in the morning and stuff like that you're hanging mm-hmm. around the house and stuff like that and you're kind of you're like oh what? I feel useless at home and stuff like that but then I kind of thought to myself look just start down set small goals like even getting up in the morning cooking a healthy meal or something like that or even going for a bit of a walk like just even dressing your bed and coming but it's not better going into your bed when the shoes are nice but like setting small goals like that I found was good to get me up and going and stuff like that and kind of trying to make if you don't have it's kind of it's a it's a slow process I'd say especially because a bad thing around mental health especially in Ireland but we're not told how to cope with our feelings and stuff like that there's no, no 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 there's nothing in school and no so no like subject like english no like that no, should be like no. mental health kind of like how to deal like like say johnny has this problem like what do you recommend johnny should do kind yeah of, that, like, and that's that's what got me so curious into this as well that like there is no education in the secondary school system i like i <laughs> criticizing the life of a secondary <laughs> school but like he's mostly hate to this <laughs> i won't be their biggest fan but no like just like there was there is no infrastructure there and it's almost like a taboo topic like and and there there's a counselor there but they're, they're probably not even professionally qualified to do that role w- within, within that for two hours <laughs> yeah yeah or something like that you know like and they're they're pulling from a cohort of over 1100 students if you're speaking about de la salle like so like like how's that one person supposed to deal with them issues and stuff like that and then especially in school and stuff like that a fella doesn't want to be going and seeing Kuhn outside the social care office like stuff like that to be like oh why is he that's so true at that, like that age as well like if you're 13 14 like if you're speaking in first and second year like you're coming from primary school where all the lads get on together and only time you see someone cry at that age is if they fall or bust their knee <laughs> or that's getting a whack of a hurley or a football to the head or something like that like you know so like you're right it, I remember like thinking like along those lines like if, if if you did queue up outside the counselor's office like people will be maybe talking about it. and maybe they wouldn't but it will be in your head well, that well, that's would. the thing it's all in your head it's kind of that's what you're kind of getting out there just get out there talk about it. like what like it's the thing about mental health is like you do not know what's going on in somebody's head, head like no i know no. it's kind of tough to say like it's kind of it's up to you kind of in the end of the day if you want to change which is the hard thing kind of about mental health if, mm-hmm. Like there is, there is stuff out there. There's not enough stuff out there. Like we're never taught how to deal with our feelings, mm-hmm. our emotions, and stuff like that. But like, which is a hard thing because it's you that need to kind of change in a sense. 
and a lot of fellas might find it harder changing than a lot of other fellas if you get me kind of. yeah 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 it's just it's trying to get that thought process in your head is like I know there's help out there I know I can get over this mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a hard part pat at the start but it eventually lead into something good kind of yeah no and you see so many people who are like exemplify that like and and mental health is so variable and we don't know what's going on inside someone's head but I had a, a great person on previous on this podcast and they were just saying like they they remember reading some stories about someone like who was maybe on the path to doing something awful but someone smirked at them or said well on the way or said how are you or, or something simple like just being a kind person and he said that changed their whole outlook and they were like they just you know they're like okay I'm not doing that today or you know like it's, it's just be a nice person like it, yeah. it really costs nothing yeah, it doesn't cost nothing to say Lola but that's it's, it's just, that's just the stigma in our culture is just so negative against real mental health kind of if you find that yourself kind of yeah like the only question I'd have is how much is it actually there and inherent in in Irish people or is it just the concept we have that doesn't really have much bearing because everyone I speak to are quite open about mental health and like especially in our generation like I just I just wonder like we have this burden that we carry on our shoulders but is it is it really worth carrying because is it just something we think that's not actually there or or is it actually there it's it's, it's yeah this is the thing it's, it's this is why like like this podcast is great it's just getting us to talk about like yeah yeah stuff yeah, like yeah. That no, it's, stuff it, like, like that's that. what i like about it because we just brainstorm through it and like i don't have all the answers i'm just you know <laughs> oh, hashing it out and there there is no answers really you just talk like and that's that's the beauty of it as well like you like, could be caught like you could have talked absolute waffle for like an hour or something but, like, but might, just, you might have stumbled across something that someone goes you know what that's so true like and could be so revelational for him so like yeah somebody could be listening to like and then like Jesus, like oh yeah look that's all it kind of takes kind of like a small thing kind of like yeah that, like. yeah yeah but yeah. i only saw before it's coming over like uh what well, like some of the small communities like do you ever hear dementia mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Uh, like a small thing where like elderly men like well, that start in dungarvan i think it was from some of the people who left waterford crystal and it was specifically for those men i i, I remember working with i think her name god um patricia i think she was in the wit and it was her dad or something set up the first men's shed in, in Dungarvan but it's a great initiative great yeah, especially like you were saying about the small village and stuff like that like it's uh, it's kind of a place like, especially with elderly men like they have the whole like the whole hard man stigma like, yeah, find, yeah, like yeah. a lot of them like are going to be a lot of isolation and loneliness and like depression but sure the only place they're going to go to deal with all these things is to the pub and mm-hmm, which is going to cause mm-hmm, it even worse like mm-hmm. and it's probably the only place that fellas have the option to hang out it is these bars and stuff like yeah, that there's yeah, nothing yeah. like men's shed where they can go and like learn yeah. about how to cook a healthy meal and stuff like that yeah that's the beauty of such a a good initiative like that that like there is men's men and they don't necessarily not that it's it's sexist or anything but they don't want to be around the house being like domestic or anything like that they prefer to be like in a workshop making i don't know a bench or, or yeah. something like that like they need to be using their hands or they've always been doing that all their life and it's all they probably know so if you take that away from someone like especially like in their 40s 50s 60s it can be quite difficult for them yeah like they don't they like they don't know what to do then like that's their life just basically took and it's just stopped like 
Mm-hmm. That's like the great, like, there's nothing like that in Dunmore, like, and I just kind of thinking, like, Men's something small like that, it could be great for the community and stuff like would, that. It like, would be you know. huge, yeah. And, and you'd have people who religiously go that. And, and the thing with good initiatives like that is, it doesn't matter if one fella comes for the cup of tea and the chat, or one fella comes to, like, rigorously carve... <laughs> God knows what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, men's shed is a great initiative. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. Something, yeah. I just thought it was, thought it was a really good idea. Like, because mm-hmm. like, because these fellas when they get taken away all their jobs and stuff like that, like they're in retirement. Like, they, they have so much time on their hands. Like, and sure, what else? They'll have the demons in the back of the head. And, like, look, the boys like go down for a drink. Like, and talk to the lads. Like, mm-hmm. like nothing else really to do. Like, there's so much walking and like I know people should be saying, oh, look, read a book and go for a walk. But there's so many walks and books you can read in a day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, all on your own. Yeah. As you well. could like, you could do that for a week and you'd be like, oh, geez, <laughs> I have enough now and dying for a pint or whatever. Like, well, it's so important that you balance that out. Like, you see, Europeans are so well at like having one or two drinks and, and calling it a day or you know just because drink like it's, it's it's inherent in Irish culture but maybe we should just relax on the the 10 or 12 Jaeger bombs and just and just have one or two drinks you know and and just have a chat because main reason I drink personally is just to to catch up with friends yeah. like and just have the crack like and I won't do it too often but once in a blue blue moon like it, it's nice to have a catch up with friends like, oh, 100%, so, so which is gonna which is the whole stigma like fellas don't have nothing else to kind of go do except for go down and catch up friends and the only place they can catch up the friends in these small oh. places is a pub yeah and that's yeah, it like yeah, and then yeah. I know like especially being here like it's gas to see like the Canadians and stuff like that like you know they'd be down in the beach like down Kitsilano they bring down their six hands and they drink away and then they might they'll go home then after that like you can see mm-hmm. some Irish fellas down there falling around the place <laughs> yeah, yeah. singing Irish yeah, songs yeah, shout, look just... for fights and everything all the like look at this man man it's a bad name though. you're you're setting the image for the Irish in Vancouver I'm not that bad oh great bunch you speak earlier about um, goal setting Richie is this something you've always done like uh, how has it helped you say either academically professionally or sports setting uh, do you know what when I, when I really learned how to goal set it's funny when I was working in the Granville because like, I used to like we used to be told like write out your list before you went to work so you have mm-hmm. basically like clean the toilets <laughs> yeah 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 look yeah. after the bar or whatever like and is, is of, that where it stemmed from kind of stemmed from that a small i didn't realize it like you were always told goal setting and stuff like that but it wasn't until i physically actually wrote it down and i could tick off these like goals and stuff like that and i was always told when i would say my father to be like oh yeah kind of write down your goals and stuff like that it's easier like to tick off like but um kind of especially like, coming over here now and stuff like that it's like this is what I want to do and this is what I want to achieve like, and when you've that written down and you're looking at that say every second day like you're kind of like it's, it's built into your brain it's your mindset is there a statistic like you're 50% more likely to achieve something when you write it down I didn't know that I didn't yeah, know that, yeah, I heard that yeah. just from my personal opinion yeah, it's, just, it's only the last few years I've kind of kind of like yeah write it down and you kind of you kind of like oh look you always like, say you're on the bus and you're like oh yeah kind of to kind of refer back to it and like I have that goal to achieve like I need mm-hmm. to take that off mm-hmm. you're kind of like what am I going to do for the day like oh you're going to get that goal chipped yeah, off yeah and yeah like and, it, and it's a good log as well to keep like because if, if you didn't write it down like it's easy to forget like oh yeah I wanted to do that I just forgot about it and that's the beauty of keeping keeping a list keeping the list and even like I oh, like I oh, haven't done it now myself but I hear a lot of people like because I was looking at stuff on mental health like and it's just like say keeping a journal of your day and stuff like that and writing down like 
how your day was and stuff like that mm-hmm. and kind of and then see if you can achieve your goals and then if you're writing it down what you did that day I haven't done it myself but I'm just kind of looking at it now you're kind of you're analysing your day you're like you didn't achieve your goal so like maybe tomorrow change something and something that can kind of point you in that direction yeah, achieving yeah, that yeah. goal without being too harsh on yourself yeah, yeah. but like tr- strive for one change a week or one change a day or something simple small, like that simple stuff like just yeah, yeah. even like yeah dressing your bed small goal box ticked strike tip, it off kind of simple yeah. yeah and there's something satisfying about like striking it oh, off oh there's nothing yeah it's a nice satisfying thing like. yeah yeah did you did you use that through college I didn't I had I had it in my I never wrote down my goals I always had my goal in, co- in college was to complete college and stuff like that I never wrote down a, a list for say like to say look to do this but I always kind of had it in my back of my mind it wasn't co- until I kind of got out of college and I was working and stuff like that that I kind of wrote down like my diary and said look like I kind of what I did and what I did recently I kind of broke down my goals there recently it was like short term goal, goal mid term goal and then long term goal like, mm. put out a little plan like a five year plan and just see kind of keep you on a, a path or say like and see if you can achieve it and no, stuff like things, that things like that are so good like uh, the smart principle like and just the five year plan like just uh, just to have an idea of where you're going and where you're striving because you, it's easy like post uh, like post third level education or even secondary depending on what you're working at like it's easy to just like get into the monotony of of working 40 hours a week but if you're not striving for something it can be daunting nearly yeah. and almost depressing to be like is this what I'm doing for the rest <laughs> of my life like you know yeah it's so good to like that's why I, I'd always be trying to do like an extra course an extra course and they'd be like geez <laughs> do you not have enough already yeah. but I, I like it, learning and like pushing myself forward and I always want to be the best like so like do you think like, like setting goals yourself in a sense like would you you obviously do goals and stuff like that would you yourself no? yeah well within my own like head or i'd have a note or like uh, recently in work like i'd look up a load of like online courses that you can add on top of your degree just just to add something yeah. extra to your to your cv and like the, the the extra courses you can do like a lot of them are free online as well like and there's such good information there like you'd be surprised what is there oh, scanners, like i was listening to was it joe rogan or something like that <laughs> just listening to them but their stigma around college and stuff like that and just saying like all these courses are available online for half the price like yeah yeah so, like, yeah it can, it can be done like they're saying a load of courses online for free like i've spare time there now is looking at like doing courses online like for like say even get my say a real estate license or something like that over mm-hmm, there like mm-hmm. it can be all done online and stuff like that and, and why not why not like you're investing yourself is a big thing i think yeah yeah and whether you go down that avenue or not it doesn't matter you've done something different and it's something extra to add to your cv like this this podcast like i i don't get paid to do it but i, I i'm you happy to do 500 it. podcasts <laughs> i thought i get 50 euro today <laughs> <laughs> but it's just something good to do and like if, if nothing comes of it nothing comes of it but it's just something i want to do like. oh 100 agree like that's the way i was kind of brought up is like is to give yourself as many options as you can like and like especially like i have I've done like hospitality marketing and stuff like that like of two two areas i can get into but then my thing for coming over here was like i always have that degree to fall back on again mm-hmm. so like i'm here like trying to like say try new things like start start like a country apprenticeship before yeah, I got yeah, my arm, like. yeah so it's like giving like yourself like see if i like that and if i don't like it i'm like oh, sure i can always have that to fall back on mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that 
that's so true that like we come over here like and obviously i know i have myself been like oh i want to go and like delve into the industry but we have our whole lives to do that and like trying carpentry and stuff like that like it's it's a life skill that is is useful in another way may not like suit your professional like pathway but like so good to learn like such different things because i think like we're almost like chiseling the knife going down our professional path but like might be blunt as anything in so many other like aspects that like just trying something different that can be so satisfying and like give us that break that we we probably need a hundred percent like a hundred percent agree with you it's kind of like just giving yourself like you might find yourself working all your life say 25 years and you come to a stage when you're 40 and like like oh i hate this job now like why didn't i back when i was 25 and i had no mortgage and had the option of like yeah yeah go and try these things like and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. yeah. Like, why didn't i go see see if i enjoy it and stuff like that i'd see like like you can ch- obviously whatever age you are like even you know during college and stuff like that you have mm-hmm. a lot of older people in mm-hmm. like changing their course mm-hmm. and stuff like that but like coming for our age now we're kind of in a good stage of our life where we have these opportunities to go off and uh try new things and see what we like and what our dislikes are mm-hmm. it's kind mm-hmm. of like seeing yeah giving ourselves I suppose options and seeing what you like and see see what kind of career path because you're going to be doing it for the next 40 years you might as well taste yeah, a few yeah, things yeah, and, yeah. See, and see what you like and you could do those things for two years like even work in a bar or something like that something simple like and after the two years you'd be like that was great now but I want to get back to my proper career or whatever like or you could love that like you could have done like a part-time course being a firefighter over here like with fire fires like geez you know what <laughs> throw that degree in the bin i want to be a fireman or you know like go back to with the fire fire there please <laughs> no um, but it's true no 100 agree with you like it's uh but even saying like you do you do even say like a bar you work for a bartender for two years like but that's a great skill to have like you kind of like I people skills anybody would say they don't want to go die, they don't want to do what like they don't know what they want to do in college yet like to take take a year out I know it's some people be like no no just go straight into the education yeah, 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 but yeah. if you went I think a great learning thing is to go work with the public and I think everybody should take a year mm-hmm. a year and work in like say as a barman and stuff like that just to realise like how different people operate and just uh, how different people work and stuff like that and and add clarity to to your avenue because like you see people who may have done first year in college they drop out and they do like a, a you know a 95 job in a call center or somewhere like that and they're like jeez oh, i'm going back to college or like again after college as you said like i, I agree with you like I, I wouldn't be pro like going on to do a graduate program i came over here instead of doing one like but like if i had taken a year or two out to do work in a bar or or something that isn't like ascertained to my degree like would have been fine too like what's the rush and yeah. I, I think a lot like a lot of people forget that and ply, pliers are just like yourself and i like, like no, yeah, 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 if i had a fellow who said oh like i, I spent two years doing whatever like grand like <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't really have much bearing on the on the conversation like because what difference would it make yeah no difference at all no pressure there i think i i may be guilty of um cutting across you earlier when you when you were given a summation but um i'm just going to go back to it and i'll get some key points off you so just what, what key like aspects are 
of advice would you give to anyone who is struggling mentally then um, and just wants to talk um, well first of all I'd like to say look if there's anybody out there like hit me up on Facebook whatever like I do not mind who you are if I don't even know you like if you want a quick chat whatever like no problem at all doing this today like it's just like small steps like just kind of it doesn't have to be a big emotional thing like you don't want to get us dive into it straight away but like just say to somebody like like obviously we all have friends and stuff like that and just like we'll always listen your friends will always listen to you like like obviously you said hurling plays such a big role and that's something that you'll always want to go back to Ireland for and, and be more active and, and you said like the difference is you're, you're playing over here but you're not with friends so so it's, like, yeah, it's like but even like saying that playing not, not being your friends but you're meeting new friends meeting new people which is great yeah, that's yeah, what great yeah, about yeah, sport yeah, yeah. but like to answer your question yeah like even say today like oh like say oh I'd say three years ago I, I wouldn't I, if you asked me I probably would have said no like stuff like that but like even today like a small step just talk about it like it's it's going to be daunting obviously it's going to be hard like, but it's just to get that first word out though, that it's there. It's done. Out. You can't take it back in. Like it's done. Like, and like the, what a lot of people did, they could overthink about the whole situation. Be like, oh, say, I'd say if I'm talking to you, like, oh, he's gonna think I'm a weirdo and stuff like that. You have it. You have it all. All the scenarios worked up. Overthinking. Or you even say it, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is bad. Yeah, but yeah. Like definitely. Even like he- like a healthy diet, small stuff like that. Even getting out for a walk and stuff like that. I know people say it the whole time. Like it's just. Small steps. It's said like, for a reason, though, right? Yeah. Like it, we always say, like getting out, being more active, eating well. Like it's not just said for the sake of it. There's, there's an absolute science to it. Like to, to that does like mentally help you. So like these things are often come up, but please just utilize the information because it, it's out there and said a million times. But it, it's said for a reason. Yeah. Just utilize it. Do those things and and see what happens and. And look, the, the most active person or the person eating the most like healthy foods may still be struggling. This and is the thing about, yeah, it's kind of, we're not, we see, we're just not, we're told stuff like that, but there's going to be someone else dealing with it differently as well. Yeah. Like, it's kind of hard, like you don't know, everybody's different kind of. I think you just need to be pragmatic, find what works for you, like. Exactly. That's, maybe one person suits talk and like you found that sports has been really helpful for you, but the next person might find like, cooking new recipes or reading a book yeah. or mindfulness or or all these different things are yeah. are useful for them like another thing like a film with sport sport kind of prepares you for life like for some great days it happens for but then there's some absolutely awful mm-hmm. days it happens mm-hmm. for and it's kind of about life and yeah, kind of transferable yeah. skills as well and, and it's about trying all these new things in life that you can pluck one skill out of there and another out of here and and like eventually you might have some sort of picture put together. It may not be picture perfect, but you, you might have a better idea of what works for you or, or what definitely doesn't work for you. And I think nearly knowing what doesn't work for you will, will be all like very beneficial. Yeah. Richie, um, thanks so much for coming on. I um, really enjoyed that podcast with yourself. Uh, I think we covered some great things there, uh, Delvin and Bash in secondary school um, and then talking about your progression on, on, on to <laughs> Masters and living in Dunmore East and you speak so highly of it it's great village I life, lifeguarded there for two years I couldn't couldn't speak more highly of it I, I, I love the place but I, I, I don't die. was it three drowned when you were there <laughs> I was off that day <laughs> no but it's a lovely place and obviously it's great to have you over here and um, anyone listening just know that like 
no one has all the answers but uh, just, just if you were, were struggling and you, and you thought this podcast was interesting just reach out to either one of ourselves uh, yeah. definitely not a, a closed book either of us and I'm not saying we'll give you all, all the correct answers but we'll give you some sort of answer and, and, and try our best so uh, even thanks here for, to listen to yeah, yeah 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 helps a lot thanks very much no problem